<laughs> it has been an amazing weekend. Like Pastor Mike said, I am Pastor Josh, and obviously this is the first time I spoke. I don't even put a microphone on. Uh, I am so excited to be with you guys this weekend, and I want to take just a couple minutes, and I want to honor Pastor Matt and Sarah. Uh, I have actually done ministry with them for over 15 years now, and I am blown away by the fact that they still trust and believe in the calling in my life, and they trust and believe in my family. We say this around here at Next Level Church, the difference between managing and leading people is when you lead them, you care more about them than what they can do for you. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that Pastor Matt and Sarah, you guys care about me and my family way more than anything we can do for you. And so I am so thankful for the opportunity that you have given us to uh, just lead and to minister here at Next Level Church. Can we give it up for Pastor Matt and Sarah? Like I said, I have worked with Pastor Matt and Sarah for 15 years now, and I have actually worked for them three times over the last 15 years. The first time was when I was 16 years old. I worked at a camp in Angola, Indiana, uh, at a camp called Oak Hill, and we worked up there. Pastor Matt and Sarah were the leaders of that camp, and I remember how much fun it was those first couple of weeks at camp because out of all the summer staff crew, Pastor Matt actually picked me out, which was pretty big because everybody's like, man, Pastor Matt is like the coolest, and he would get up and he would preach and it would be funny and still funny and and we just everybody wanted to be around him and so he asked me out of all of the summer staff to be in the party wagon and if you know pastor matt it's always a party wagon but he actually asked me to be in the party wagon and the party wagon was this pickup truck that we would drive around during the free time at camp and we would we would bring the fun. I mean, it was incredible. We had a boom box. We sold soda and juice and all kinds of candy. And it was just an incredible time. And it was great to get to know Pastor Matt in those early weeks of working at camp. But I remember Thursday afternoon, it was Thursday afternoon of that first week, Pastor Matt was like, hey, man, I got to go get ready for the night session. And he said, hey, why don't you take the truck? Why don't you go be in charge of the party wagon? And it was like slow motion. He like threw the keys up in the air. Right? And it was like the whole time I'm like, if I miss this, if I don't catch these keys, I look like an idiot. And and sure enough, I caught the keys and I was so excited. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to bring the fun in the party wagon. It was going to happen. And so I jumped in the truck and my buddy jumped in with me and we went down to the beach, which was actually a lake. Because in Indiana, that's what you call the beach, a lake. And we went down there where they were having a beach, beach party at the lake, and we brought the fun. I mean, everything was going as planned. We were, we were selling stuff. The, the boom box was going. The fun was happening. The party wagon it was in full effect. And we get a call over the radio that we need to go to another place in the campgrounds where another event was happening. And so we jump in the truck, me and my buddy, and we're, we're leaving the, the beach, and there's this very narrow road with two trees on each side of this road. Now, you can imagine where this story is going. I keep on asking my friend if I have enough room, and I have to take this hard right to get onto the next drive, and I take that right, and sure enough, all across the side of Pastor Matt's truck, which I found out later wasn't his, but his father-in-law's, right across the side of that truck with a tree. I mean, it was bad. It made all the worst noises that you can think of. It was horrible, and all, all I could think about was, that's it. That's it. Pastor Matt will never let me do anything ever again, and finally, after 15 years... I get to do something again. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Pastor Matt, like I said, he has trusted and believed in me so much. And uh, luckily the truck was fine. Everything was okay. Uh, The second time that I worked for Pastor Matt and Sarah was when the church was a little less than a year old. And I had the pleasure of coming down from Florida, uh, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I was going to Bible college and to take a break. And I was here for about a year and a half. And I was the first official intern here at Next Level Church. And I was lucky enough to be at the table on Sunday nights at Pastor Matt and Sarah's house with Pastor Matt and Sarah and Mike and Dave Donahue. And we got to dream about, dream about what God wanted to happen here at Next Level Church. And it is amazing 
that we get to see it now. Like, it's happening, and, and it's just amazing to be a part of that process. But uh, after being here for a little while, they asked me to do the youth ministry here at Next Level Church and to start the youth ministry. I was actually the first youth pastor here at Next Level Church, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Finally, you know, we saw Pastor Will, and we've seen the youth team, and it is an incredible youth ministry, but finally, we see the wizard behind the curtain. Like, this has got to be the guy that came up with all this amazing things that are happening at Next Level Church and the Clyde, Clyde Youth Ministry. And, and I am, I'm blown away by the fact that here on Wednesday nights, and if you've never been before, that there is 300 plus students in here worshiping God and pursuing him and trying to be more like him. And the fact that a, another summer, this has been about three or four summers that Pastor Will has done the summer staff program, there is close to 40 teenagers who are giving up their summer break to come and be a part of the summer staff so that they can become more like Jesus and, and a dream come true, the academy. The fact that in September, already fifth, close to 15 students have committed to nine months of what it would be like maybe to be in ministry one day. I am blown away. And, and to say that I am the mastermind, to say that I am the wizard behind the curtain is not true. Because if you saw the youth ministry back when I started it a little over 10 years ago, you would have thought there is no way that, that all that is happening now started there, but it did. We were right down the road at the Ashlar apartment complex in the clubhouse, and you would think that we had just tons of students, but we actually had six junior high boys, and all they wanted to do was play Halo, drink, pe- or drink soda, and eat pizza all the time. That was it. And can you imagine, here, here's what it was. It was me in front of these six junior high boys, and I'm trying to lead worship with a guitar, which I cannot sing or play guitar at all, and trying to preach a five-point message to six junior high boys, and all they wanted to do was to give back to Halo. That was our youth ministry. So to say that I was the mastermind is actually a pretty funny statement. So, so that was the second time, and after being the youth pastor and the intern for about a year and a half here at Next Level Church, honestly, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. It was really hard. It was really hard in those beginning days, and after about a year and a half, I was, I was pretty burned out. And I started, to, I started to realize the only time that I prayed or I read my Bible was to get a message for Wednesday nights. Uh, the only time that I was praying or doing anything like that was for the weekends. And I made a decision a long, long time ago when I was growing up, and maybe you can relate to this. I had a lot of leaders in my life, a lot of spiritual leaders who were all in on the weekends. They were all in when they were doing this, what I'm doing right now. But during the week, they just really weren't. And I made a decision a long time ago that if I wasn't all in, that I would be all out. And after a year and a half of being here at Next Level Church, I didn't just leave Next Level Church and Matt and Sarah, but I left my faith. I left my relationship with God, and I got as far away from him as I possibly could. And for the next three or four years, I just tried to do everything else I could to stay away from God and everything that he had called me to do. And so today, I want us to talk about us. I want us to talk about what it was like when I actually came back for the third time about eight years ago, and I started to pursue this relationship with God again and what it felt like and all the things that happened in my life And one of the things that I learned when I came back was when I started to act like Christ, I became more like him. When I started to serve others, I became more like him. But it wasn't until I came back that I learned those things. When I came back, um, there was a lot of things that were happening in my life that weren't good. There were a lot of things that I was doing that weren't right. And I remember coming back, and there was this buddy of mine. And this buddy, he would call me. He, he was here at the church, and he would call me, and he would text me, and he would send out smoke signals. He would do whatever he could. He just all the time was bothering me about serving here at Next Level Church again. And can I be honest with you? That was the last thing on my mind when I came back to Florida. It was the last thing on my mind. When I came back to Florida, I thought, I'm going to go back to sun and fun, and I'm going to be single, and I'm going to live up the life. But I knew that something was missing inside. And I started to make excuse after excuse every time he would ask me to serve. And I would come up with new excuses every single time. 
And he would call me over and over and over again until finally I gave in. And I would come and I would run sound on Sunday mornings. And I would do it for a couple weeks and then I'd be gone for a while and then I'd come back for two months and then I'd be gone for three months until eventually God started to do something in my heart because of serving. And so today I want to talk about those excuses. I want to talk about the excuses that maybe you have in common with me. And as I started to think about those excuses, that season in my life, the thoughts and the feelings and the fears and the decisions that I was making, I couldn't help but think about this one guy in the Bible. His name is Levi. And Levi, he, when Jesus came and asked him to follow him, there was tons of excuses that went through his heart and his mind, just like us. And I think we can learn a lot from Levi because Levi did not choose to, to, to uh, lean into those excuses, but he chose to take those excuses and turn them into opportunities. And so we're going to read about Levi. We're going to start in Mark 2. And you can read along in your Bible or your Bible app, or you can follow along on the screens too. Um, so in Mark 2, it says this. It says this in Mark 2, 14. It says, once again, Jesus went out beside the lake and a large crowd came to him and began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi or Matthew, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. And Jesus said, follow me. And Levi got up and followed him. The first excuse that I think we will be able to relate with that Levi had was this, is that my past is too messed up to serve. My past is too messed up to serve. And I don't know about you, but that was what I was fighting with so much that I had done too much stuff in my past for God to use me. And Levi's past was not this great example of somebody that you think Jesus would have picked. Levi was one of the guys, one of the 12 that Jesus picked to to lead the church after he left. And you would have thought that Levi must have been this guy that had this great history, this great Bible, this great Bible history where he knew the law. But the the opposite was true. The fact is, is that Levi was a tax collector. And in, in Levi's time, tax collectors were actually worse than sinners. And, and, and the whole bracket of it all, that, that it was like sinners here, but then there was tax collectors underneath them because actually all of his friends, all the people that he lived with, his family and everybody actually considered him as a traitor because he would take their taxes and he would charge them more and he would take it for himself. So Levi, he didn't have this great past. And Jesus came and picked Levi. He picked Levi. And I'm sure just like Levi, a lot of us have that same excuse. Man, for me, I, I think about it all the time. I remember when I was back in Indiana, right before I moved back to Florida, and I worked at an air freight company, and it was at night, it was a third shift, and it was November. I remember when a lot of this was happening, and it was really cold out, and, it, and it's super loud on this runway. And I remember it just being so loud, and I was one of the little guys, and so they would put me in the belly of the plane, actually. And there was a top section where there was these big big pallets of freight that we would send all over the world. But then there was this bottom section, the belly of the plane, that they would, they would put little packages in, and they would just pack it in. And they asked me to go in there and to, to lay on my back for hours at a time, and I would put these packages in, like Puzzle or Tetris, in the middle of the night for hours at a time. And I remember, just like Levi, I remember God going, Josh, why are you here? Why aren't you in Southwest Florida? Why aren't you at Next Level Church with Matt and Sarah? I've called you to the next generation. And I would lay on my back in the belly of this plane and I would argue with God for hours. God, my past is way too messed up. The things that I've done, the regrets, and the things that I've messed up on, there's no way you can use me. And I think maybe you and I, we have those same excuses rolling around in our heads every time our friend Every time that couple from our connection group keeps asking us to serve in a kids ministry or out in the front when people come through the doors, those excuses, just like Levi should have felt and could have felt 
when Jesus was asking him to follow him. I felt those same excuses, and I love the lesson that we learn when Jesus called Levi. You see, Jesus didn't disqualify Levi because of his past, and Jesus knew that his past could be used for his good, and Jesus, he loved Levi right where he was at. I think so many times we sit around and we do. We ask the same question. We think there's no way that God can use me. There's no way because of my past and all the mess-ups in my life, there's no way that he can use me. And I think today that God would want us to know that he is more concerned about us choosing to trust him with our future than he is about disqualifying us because of our past. He is more concerned with our future and the choice we make today to trust him with it than he is about our past. God wants us to know today that our past is not something that gets in the way. If anything, it's something that he can use to change other people's lives. Let's be like Levi. Let's not let our past determine our future, but let us choose to trust God with our future. Let's keep reading in Mark 2, 14, it says this, and Levi got up and followed him. Levi got up and followed him. The second excuse that Levi didn't let uh, get in the way of all that God wanted for him was this, is that I have to be perfect before God can use me. I have to be perfect before God can use me. And Levi didn't wait until he was perfect. He didn't wait until he had it all figured out. And I know, I know, listen, as pastors, we know that there is this crazy idea out there in, in the church world that God only uses perfect people. But I think this historical account of Levi actually shows us something totally opposite. That Jesus is more concerned about taking us where we're at than about us being perfect. Levi didn't wait until he went through some Bible class or Bible college to be perfect. But he just started serving Jesus and following him. Can I be honest with you just for a minute? And I can't believe I'm going to share this, these stories. But just to free you up a little bit, like as pastors, like, we're not perfect either. I remember in high school, I was dating this girl in high school, and we had gotten in this huge fight, right? And we were, I was so angry, and I jumped in my incredible, very cool Mustang, and it, it really wasn't cool. My friends called it the Mustang, actually. It was horrible. But, but I jumped in my car, and I was so angry, and I took off down the road, and I remember I was so mad that I punched the steering wheel. I punched the steering wheel, which would have been totally fine. Nobody would have known because I'm in my car and nobody else is seeing it, except for the fact that when I punched it, I actually got the, the horn stuck. So I'm driving down the road. Can you imagine? I'm driving down the road, and I went from super angry to super embarrassed in a matter of seconds because I punched my steering wheel, and it just got stuck. And so it just would not go off. I literally had to tear my steering wheel apart to get it to go off. That, I am not perfect. And I remember this other time, and I really can't believe I'm about to share this, is that I was dating this other girl. I, didn't, I promise I didn't date a lot of girls. and I got lucky. I got a great wife now. But, but I was dating this other girl, and she was, for the summer, she was dating God. Okay, and that's a whole ton, another subject for another day. But she was dating God, and I remember telling Mike, man, do you, do you think it would be bad if I just hung out with her? Like, I'm not trying to get her to cheat on God or anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to get her to hang out. Like, we're not perfect. We're just not. None of us are perfect. And I think this, this story of Jesus calling Levi shows us that God is not concerned with us being perfect. He's concerned with just us just trusting him. Man, I wish that I was more like Levi because I think so many times I tried to fix my own imperfections with things that were never meant to do it. I tried to do it with drugs and alcohol and with other relationships when I knew down deep that the only thing that could fill that void in my life was Jesus. 
And I think it's so crazy because we would never take our car when the brakes go bad to the doctor's office and go, hey, doc, I need you to fix my brakes. We would never go to the mechanic and say, I've had this car for three days and I really need something for it. We would never do that. But so oftentimes we think we are the best at fixing ourselves when the reality is that Jesus is always better at it. Where are we trying to fix ourselves? And where are we not letting the maker of the universe, the maker of you and I, and the fact that he made us individually different and so perfect, he has the owner's manual. Where are we trying to fix ourselves and not letting our maker do what only he can do? Levi knew that, his, that, that just because he wasn't perfect, it didn't mean that Jesus couldn't use him. And it didn't mean that he couldn't serve others. Let's keep reading in Mark two fifteen. It says this. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples. Levi knew that his friends would have lots of questions about his new life. Another excuse that Levi could have let God in the way was this, is I wonder what my friends will think. I wonder what my friends will think. And the reality is, is the Bible says that Levi had tons of friends because of the money he had. He had tons of friends, and it would have been extremely easy for Levi to be worried about what they would think and what they would do when Levi started to, to follow and to serve others. It would have been so easy for him to be so worried about it. But Levi took an, uh, an excuse and turned it into an opportunity because he knew that the same thing that God was doing in his life that needed to happen in his friend's life, the same thing, and I wish, can I, can I be honest with you for just a minute? I wish that I would have been more like Levi. I wish that I would have been so concerned about what my friends would think, what they would do if they knew that God was doing something in my heart. I was so worried about that. And there are still friends in my past that are lost and they're seeking because I was too worried. I was too afraid of what they would say, what they would do if I told them about what Jesus was doing in my life. See, I think so many times we are more concerned about our, what our friends will think and what they'll do than about their eternity. And we have, we have to start worrying more about their eternity than our own feelings because God is up to something big and he doesn't want to just do it in us. He wants to do it in our friends and our family. And Levi knew that. He knew that he could take this excuse of being worried and turn it into an opportunity so that his friends could meet Jesus. And what if? What if this week, what if, what if that, that, that coworker, what if that neighbor, what if that family member that God has been telling us to go talk to about this thing that God's been doing in our own life, what if we would cross the line this week and we would go talk to them about Jesus and we would go tell them and not try to be perfect, not try to try to know the whole Bible, but just to tell them what God was doing in our own lives. What if we would do that? What if next week those people are sitting with us in service and they heard about this life-changing Jesus and their world would be different? Sure, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe, maybe they would laugh at you. Maybe they would think that you're crazy. But what if one of them didn't? What if two of them didn't? What if next week this place was full because we weren't worried about what they would think or what they would do about us? but we were more worried about their eternity. We have to stop being so worried about what to think about us and be more worried about getting them on the same life-changing journey that God has us on. Let's be more like Levi. And let's be more concerned about our friends than our own feelings. Let's read on. In Mark 2, 16 and 17, it says this. 
When the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they asked the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And I love, I love what Jesus said next. He said this, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. The last excuse that Levi could have let get in the way is that he didn't know where to start. He didn't know where to start. And I think so many times, this is the question that we hear from so many people at church. And I know I felt the same way, was when I finally crossed the line and I decided I'm going to follow Jesus with all of my heart. Where do I start serving? Where do I start serving? And I love where Levi started. And I think we can learn so much from him. Levi started by throwing a party. He started by throwing a huge party and inviting all the people. And here's why. Because he knew the best place to start was with the people that he was already doing life with. With the people that were already in the same season of life that he was in. And they, those were the tax collectors and the sinners. He knew the first and the best place for him to start was with them. That's why we do connection groups. And we don't tell you to do connection groups with people that you don't know or to do connection groups with something you've never done before, but to do it right where you're at already. For me and my wife, we have two young kids. So when we do a connection group, we do it with families. I do it with other guys, and we watch Duck Dynasty because that's what I love. That's what we do. So that's the first place to start. Don't let the excuse become an excuse, but let it become an opportunity. The second place is this, is find somebody that's already doing it. Find somebody that's already doing it. And Levi, he had the best example in Jesus. And for that matter, we all do. Because Jesus came and he served all of humanity when he came and he died on the cross for our sins. Jesus was the ultimate servant. And he was an amazing example of what it meant to serve others. I've heard people say over the years, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to act like him and I want to look like him. I want to talk like him. And I've said the same things. And what I've learned over these last 15 years is that when you serve others, you become more like our heavenly father than ever before. When I was in high school, there was this friend of mine and he was a couple years older than me and he was the guy that everybody wanted to be like. He was on fire for God and he, he pursued God with just, just, it was just incredible and he had such a zeal for God and when God told him to do something, he would just do it. He was so brave and I remember I wanted to be just like that. I wanted to be just like him and I made a decision that I was gonna act like him and so I started reading my Bible like he did and I started praying and I started serving in our kids ministry and our youth ministry at the church we grew up in. And after a while, people would look at us and we looked nothing alike, but they would think that we were brothers. They would think that we were related because we, we, were, we were the same. That friend of mine, his name is Pastor Mike Ash. Yeah. The same friend who years later would not stop calling and begging me to serve here at Next Level Church. I've learned a lot of things from Pastor Mike. But one of the most amazing things that I've learned is that when you act like somebody else, you become like them. And because of that lesson, I learned that when you act like Jesus, when you act like our Heavenly Father, you will become like Him. So today, what excuses are you letting get in your way? What excuses are you letting get in your way from serving and becoming more like your Heavenly Father? Let's not let them become excuses, but let them become opportunities for us to be healed. Because what I've also learned is that when we do that, when we put our selfishness aside and we serve others, oftentimes the avenue of healing and fixing that God has in store for us is through that serving somebody else. 
So today, let's put aside excuses and let's let them be opportunities where God can use to heal us and to serve somebody else. Two action steps today. Today, Two action steps today. The first one is this, is that maybe you've never served before or maybe it's been a long time. We believe your first step is this, is to sign up for Discover Your Place. To sign up for Discover Your Place. And this is the second event of our Discover events. And this is an incredible event where you come and you find out exactly what God has created you to do and to serve here at Next Level Church. There's free childcare, free food, and there's no excuses. You gotta be there. So take out your bulletin right now, tear off the connection card, fill it out, and don't wait until next week or the week after, but go right out to the kiosk. Sign up today. This is your next step to start living a life that is totally different because of serving somebody else. The second step is this, is that maybe you've been serving for a long time. Maybe you've been sitting in there and you're going, Josh, I, I get it, I get it, I've been doing it. We think your next step is this, is to start leading. So start leading. And you might go, but I thought we were talking about serving. But here's what we believe about leading, is that when you lead the best leaders in the world, the best leader that we ever saw, which was Jesus, he was a servant first. He served us first. The best leaders are those who serve the ones that follow them. And so maybe you've served for a long time. Maybe it's time to lead. Maybe it's time to set up a meeting with your leader and start to ask them, how can I lead? How can I lead? What excuses are you letting get in your way? Sign up for Discover Your Place. And if you've been serving for a long time, start to lead. Man, my hope and my prayer is that you would, that you would start to serve in a way that you never had before. And I know what you're thinking. Oh no, another pastor up there telling me to do something in the church. And you know what? You're right. Because God has done something incredible in my own life. He has changed me from the inside out because I chose to serve somebody else and put my selfish desires and wants aside. And when I did that, God started to heal me and change me and show me what it meant to love other people. And because of that, man, my life is totally different. So yeah, I'm another pastor standing up telling you to do something in the church because I believe it will totally and completely change your life. So let's be like Levi. Let's not live by excuses, but let us live by the opportunities that they bring so that we can become more like Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much that you were the ultimate servant, God, that you came and that you died on the cross for our sins and that you showed us what it meant to serve all of humanity. So Lord, I pray that that as we start to explore this idea of these excuses in our own lives, God, I pray that people would leave here today and they would not let these excuses run their life anymore, Father, but they would take these excuses and turn them into opportunities where they can become more like you. I pray that people would sign up for Discover Your Place today, God, so that they would find exactly what you've created them to do here at Next Level Church so that their lives would be totally different. And I pray that if they've been serving for a long time, God, that they would step up and they would start to lead and not just lead in the way of you're in charge or any of those things, God, but they would be like you and that they would serve others as they lead. And I'm so thankful for this historical, real story of how you called Levi, a guy with a messed up past, the guy that wasn't perfect and a guy that didn't worry about what his friends would think but worried more about their eternity, God. Lord, I pray that we would be more like you and be more like Levi and that we would serve And in doing so, God, that you would do the healing, fixing work that only you can do, God. Lord, I thank you for all these things. In your son's name, amen.